This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me for MMWR's weekly briefing for the week of October 24th. In this week's episode, I'll discuss findings from six MMWR reports, ranging on topics from wastewater testing and detection of poliovirus in New York, to severe monkeypox in hospitalized patients. I'll also discuss a new report that sheds light on the effectiveness of the flu vaccine against hospitalization in Chile. Finally, we'll look at two reports that examine disparities in the outpatient treatment of COVID-19 in the United States. The first report examines wastewater testing and detection of poliovirus in New York. Since 2000, inactivated polio vaccine has been the only vaccine used in the United States to protect against paralytic poliomyelitis. Some countries, though, still use the oral poliovirus vaccine because of the low cost, ease of use, and high efficacy in stopping outbreaks. However, in rare cases, the live virus in the oral poliovirus vaccine can regain neurovirulence, circulate in under-vaccinated populations, and cause paralytic disease. In July 2022, a case of paralytic polio resulting from infection with vaccine-derived poliovirus type 2 was confirmed in an unvaccinated resident of Rockland County, New York. Wastewater testing can serve as an important early warning signal to identify where poliovirus may be circulating in communities. Wastewater samples were collected and tested from 48 sewer sheds serving parts of Rockland County and 12 surrounding counties. During March through October, poliovirus type 2 genetically linked to the Rockland County patient was detected in 6 of 13 New York counties where wastewater was tested. At least five of these New York counties had evidence of a sustained period of community transmission of poliovirus in 2022. All U.S. children should receive the polio vaccine in accordance with routine childhood immunization schedules. Most adults in the United States were vaccinated as children and are likely to be protected from paralytic polio. However, any unvaccinated or undervaccinated adult or child living or working in the following New York counties should complete the polio vaccine series now. Kings, Orange, Queens, Rockland, or Sullivan counties. This will help prevent additional cases of paralytic polio in their communities. The second report describes severe monkeypox in hospitalized patients in the United States. During previous monkeypox outbreaks, people with advanced HIV have been more likely to develop severe illness from monkeypox and die from the disease. During August through October 2022, CDC consulted with healthcare providers about patients hospitalized with severe monkeypox. This report describes 57 patients. All had severe skin lesions that spread across the body, and some have evidence of monkeypox affecting other vital organs, including the brain, spinal cord, eyes, and lungs. Most patients had severely weakened immune systems due to advanced HIV infection and the majority of patients with severe illness were black men. Monkeypox was a cause of death or contributing factor for five of these patients. Engaging all people with HIV in care remains a critical public health priority. Clinicians should screen patients with suspected 
or confirm monkeypox for HIV at the time of monkeypox testing. They should also consider early monkeypox treatment for those who have or are at risk for severe illness. People who have been vaccinated against monkeypox should continue to protect themselves by avoiding close, skin-to-skin contact, including intimate contact, with someone who has skin lesions that might be from monkeypox. The third report looks at flu-related hospitalizations and vaccination coverage by race and ethnicity in the United States. CDC estimates that during each year from 2010 through 2020, flu resulted in up to 41 million illnesses, 710,000 hospitalizations, and 52,000 deaths. Historically, people from some racial and ethnic minority groups have had higher rates of hospitalization and death from flu, as well as lower flu vaccination coverage than white people. During the 2021-2022 flu season, flu vaccination was lower among adults who were Hispanic, American Indian, Alaskan Native, and Black and other adults from other multiple races, compared with that among white and non-Hispanic Asian adults. For the last decade, Flu vaccination has been consistently higher among white and Asian adults compared with that among Black and Hispanic adults. Racial and ethnic disparities in disease severity and flu vaccination persist. Healthcare providers should assess patient vaccination status at all medical visits and offer recommended vaccines. Improving awareness among racial and ethnic communities about the importance of the flu vaccine in preventing severe illness might help decrease these disparities. The fourth report looks at the timing and severity of Chile's most recent flu season and the effectiveness of the flu vaccine against hospitalization with influenza A H3N2 viruses. Flu transmission and severity in the Southern Hemisphere can help predict transmission and severity in the Northern Hemisphere, including the United States. Reduced population exposure to natural flu infections during the COVID-19 pandemic and relaxed community mitigation measures after the introduction of COVID-19 vaccines could increase the possibility of severe flu epidemics. In 2022, Influenza A H3N2 viruses circulated in Chile months earlier than during the flu season before the COVID-19 pandemic. Flu vaccination in Chile reduced the risk of hospitalization from H3N2 viruses by 49%. More than 90% of the people at higher risk of hospitalization in Chile were vaccinated against flu. Similar to some countries in the Southern Hemisphere, countries in the Northern Hemisphere, including the United States, might face changes in the timing and intensity of flu activity during the 2022-2023 season. The current U.S. flu vaccine includes the same H3N2 component used in Chile. Thus, it could provide similar protection against hospitalization. Getting vaccinated is the best way to protect yourself against flu and its potentially serious complications. The last two reports examine disparities in the outpatient treatment of COVID-19 in the United States. To protect people at higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19, early access to effective treatments is critical. In December 2021, Paxlovid and Ligivrio, two oral antiviral medications, were authorized to reduce the risk for COVID-19-associated hospitalization and death among patients at higher risk for severe illness. In one report, CDC assessed treatment with Paxlovid, 
the most commonly used treatment for COVID-19 among patients aged 20 years and older by race and ethnicity. Among nearly 700,000 COVID-19 patients who sought medical care during January through July 2022, the percentage who were treated with Paxlovid increased over time from less than 1% in January 2022 to 34% in July. However, racial and ethnic disparities persist in outpatient COVID-19 treatment. Compared to white and non-Hispanic patients, the percentage of COVID-19 patients treated with Paxlovid was 36% lower among Black patients and 30% lower among Hispanic patients. Disparities for Black and Hispanic patients were present across all age groups. They were generally greater among adults aged 50 years and older and those with weakened immune systems. Thus, the disparities were greatest among the people most vulnerable to severe outcomes. The last report examines the dispensing of oral antiviral drugs for the treatment of COVID-19 by zip code level social vulnerability. Equitable access to COVID-19 treatments is a critical aspect of the therapeutics distribution program led by HHS. This COVID-19 therapeutics program represents the largest scale distribution of antivirals in the United States, with approximately 16 million COVID-19 treatment courses delivered through August 2022. Researchers analyzed dispensing data for these oral antiviral medications by social vulnerability level of the zip code from which medications were dispensed. An earlier analysis found dispensing of these medications was lower in areas facing greater social economic disadvantages compared with areas that were less disadvantaged. The good news is that this updated analysis shows these disparities have narrowed in recent months. Being up-to-date with vaccination is the best way to protect against severe illness from COVID-19. Adults who are at higher risk for severe illness who get COVID-19 should contact a healthcare professional as soon as possible to see if they're eligible for treatment, as many treatments need to be started within five days of illness onset. To ensure that everyone has the same health outcomes, regardless of race and ethnicity, expanding patient access to prescribers is necessary. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports, go to cdc.gov MMWR and subscribe for free to have MMWR delivered to your inbox. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, Visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.